Didn't you enjoy that singing? I've always heard that dynamite comes in small packages. Amen. What a blessing. Boy, I appreciate that. And I do appreciate the Sinesaw family so much. And me and Brother Seth had the privilege, well, our families had the privilege of serving together and worshiping together there at Charity Hill for about six years. And, of course, they were there longer than that, but we was able to serve together. He was our youth pastor. And uh, that was just uh, about one or two children then. And, uh, boy, God has multiplied and added to his family. And, of course, you see God's using them. And uh, what a joy, always a joy to be with them. And we've already been in revival meetings this year together and uh, just in worship services together. And uh, then what a joy to be here at Calvary. And uh, uh, you say, Preacher, are you rambling on? I'm just trying to get calmed down a little bit. Amen. I mean, you ought to come up here and try to preach after that. Amen. Uh, the preach ain't the problem. It's uh, being able to say the right things. That's the problem. And uh, so, uh, boy, I appreciate that. And uh, just being with you folk, and I, I mean this, uh, Brother Seth, I'll just echo what he said. It's always, it always feels good to be here and to be around you folk. It's just like family, like being at home. And, uh, well, to be honest with you, some of you is better than my family, just to be honest. <laughs> and uh, I sure do appreciate you and thank God for you. And uh, I was just thinking, I was reminded, and uh, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll try to go on and preach tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you'll look with me in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 3, I was reminded... Uh, tonight when Miss Mary, I think uh, uh, Brother Ricky said that uh, they, he thought there was a Chevrolet key on that key ring. And I was thinking, well, Miss Mary probably purposely left those in the altar for revival and somebody took them back to her, you know. And uh, I, I was reminded of the, of the fellow, you know, he's going to try to quit smoking, you know. And one Sunday morning he left his cigarettes in the altar and they got in the, got in the vehicle and he told his wife, he said, I gave it all up this morning, laid it all down in the altar and Little boy in the back seat said, oh, yeah, Dad, speaking about laying the altar. Here, I found your cigarettes laying down there. <laughs> he said, son, I meant to do that. He said, Dad, I, sorry, I didn't see that one coming. Amen. And I, that's, that's now, if you smoke, don't fall out with me tonight. You, you can smoke when you get done. Amen. And uh, you'll be as nervous as I am after this, and you'll probably need one. Amen. But I was just thinking, she probably left that key on purpose if it was a Chevrolet, but she didn't mean to leave her Toyota key, and so we had to give it back to her. Amen. And uh, then, of course, you've got Brother Seth over there. I won't know how many miles it's got on. When you when you got four young'uns and a wife and thinking about having more of any vans, a good van, amen? And uh, so it's just a joy to be here tonight. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought about Brother Pope inviting me to this meeting. And uh, I could go home right now and say that it's been a joy. I, I, I've been blessed already because I feel like the name of the Lord has been magnified already here tonight. And, and that's what I want to do. And I know some of my folk are here tonight. And they're probably going to be really excited about being here because I've come to magnify the Lord. I've had to preach to the church for about five weeks. And so they're probably ready for a break. And uh, I just want to say tonight, boy, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to the Lord tonight. And, uh, you know, whenever the first batter gets up in any ball game for the team, all you want to do is just try to get on base. Boy, I sure don't want to make a mess of things tonight. I just... If I just get out there and bunt and get on base, that's all. I just want to help you tonight. Magnify the name of the Lord in doing so. And I don't know about you, but I, I sure need revival in my heart and in my home. We just come through a two-week uh, two tent meeting and saw 11 souls saved. But I'm going to be honest, I need him more. Amen, I need him more. And the more that I get of him, the more I realize I need of him. Amen. And so if you would stand with me, reverence to the reading of the Word of God, we just try to be obedient, sensitive to the Holy Spirit tonight. And uh, pray we could be a help and a blessing to you tonight. Hebrews chapter number 3, looking in verse number 1. Our Bible says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, 
Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, insomuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but, the, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. Now I know tonight that when you're thinking about the Magnify Conference and well, if there's anything the world needs to see today is not a new spark. Amen. They need to see a flame that is burning. I'm, I don't know about you, but I want to be on fire for the Lord. And I hope it makes sense when I say this. I've prayed many times for our church and for myself. Lord, set us on fire. Let people come watch it burn for the glory of God. I notice here tonight that the Bible is speaking of this in the last verse and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. But the only way that can happen tonight is if we get a hold of the faithfulness that Christ had tonight. I notice here tonight that we see the faithfulness of Moses and we see the faithfulness of the Lord. And I believe it's safe to say tonight that the Lord was more faithful. None greater, none more faithful than the Lord tonight. And I want to preach just for a little while tonight on the faithfulness of the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come before you tonight, I sure do love you. I sure do thank you. Lord, I pray you'd help us tonight. I pray, God, that hearts and souls would be encouraged. I pray they'd be challenged tonight. Father, I pray you'd speak through us tonight. Lord, I realize I'm just a man. Father, I pray you'd hide us behind the old rugged cross tonight. There is nothing good within me, Father, except for thee tonight. God, I pray that you'd encourage your people, challenge their hearts, their soul. Thank you for this dear pastor, his wife, his family, Father. Thank you for the great work you're doing here. Pray you'd get glory and honor to yourself. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. And may the Lord add a blessing and a reading of the word tonight. Now, I just want you to notice just a few things tonight on the faithfulness of the Lord. I believe tonight if we take a note on a couple of things tonight, I want you to notice the consideration that we find here in verse number 1. If you'll notice, the Bible says this, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So I believe tonight, if we're taking note just on this scripture tonight, I'm not talking about pinning down notes. I'm talking about just noting uh, what is being written here in our word tonight uh, is the consideration uh, of who it is we're talking about. The Bible said, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, uh, Christ Jesus. I like what our, our Bible says here, the first three words uh, in this verse. Wherefore, uh, holy brethren. Then he says this, uh, partakers of the heavenly call. Aren't you glad tonight? Now listen, I understand that we live in this world I understand that, uh, and when I say this, being part of this world, you're going to have a job that calls you out tomorrow. Children's got uh, school to go to, but thank God, young is not much longer. Uh, this trial will be over. <laughs> I understand all that tonight, but here's what I want you to understand. Hey, listen, we're just pilgrims passing through, but there is a calling that you and I have been called to tonight. 
I'm not just talking about the call to preach. Hey, listen, I'm not talking about the gift of singing, and we have seen that displayed wonderfully tonight. Man, what's singing from the choir? That's enough to run a lap on there. Hey, I'm saying not just those that are stand and lead the singing. The piano playing has been wonderful, but there is a calling of being saved by the grace of God that you and I are partakers tonight, and our high priest, hey, listen, it's not Moses tonight. It's not the president tonight. It's not even the pastor tonight. Our high calling, our high priest is the Lord himself tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, if we're going to magnify something tonight, we, I, I, I thought about that definition of that word, to exalt or to lift up, to bring in to focus. How about that? I like that definition. I, I, I'm noticing as the days go by that my focus is not as clear as it used to be. I'm still able to read and preach without uh, my reading glasses. I do have a pair. Not sure where they are. Uh, but uh, I'm saying tonight uh, to bring it into focus. Boy, if there's anything as a church or a child of God, uh, we need to zoom our focus in on tonight. It is Him. What can I say tonight? And I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to harp on it. I'm just going to get it in passion. Boy, I'm tired of the jealousy among churches and preachers. I'm never, I, I'm never honest. I, I was 14 year old and didn't know how to read. Man, I just wanted to get under any preacher that would preach. Hey, if there was a revival going on, hey, listen, if it started our church, I was happy. But if it started at your church, I was happy. And if we wasn't having church at our church, I'd be at your church to get in on that revival. I love to hear my preacher preach, but I'm telling you, as long as he's preaching and God was on him, as long as they're singing and God was on it, I just wanted to be around it. I'm talking about magnifying, considering who it is that is our high priest tonight, who it is we're talking about. This is all about him. I love, I'm telling you, when you come over that hill there and you see that building going up over there, hey, listen, I'm not trying to put you on a pedestal, but I'm saying I looked over there and I told my wife, I said, thank God. You come in here tonight and I don't know what, 40 people up here? It sounded like 250 I say to God be the glory. Hey, I'm not jealous, but you know what I want to do? I want to bring my 85 in here on a Sunday night and say, listen to that. Why? Because it's magnifying the name of the Lord. It is considering that we're not in this for man or for the glory of man, but we're in this because of who he is tonight. And we're only what we are by the grace of God tonight. I want you to consider who it is that is worthy tonight. He not only is worthy of our praise, but he's worthy to consider. Hey, can I say tonight, I'm not talking about after you've tried everything else. I'm not talking about as a last resort. Oh, but can I say to the saved tonight, have you considered Christ in that decision you're making? Hey, can I say in that relationship you're headed towards, have you considered Christ? Hey, I'm saying in the worship tonight, when we walked in, have we considered that this is about him and to glorify and to magnify him tonight. Amen. Not only that, but I want you to notice this. Look at verse number two. Not only do we see the consideration that he is worthy to consider, but I want you to notice this in verse number two. I believe we see a 
comparison of the faithfulness of Christ to the faithfulness of Moses. Notice verse number 2. Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Hey, can I say tonight when we notice this comparison, I want you to understand something tonight. Moses, when you look back at what Moses, Moses was the intercessor between God and Israel. But Jesus is our high priest and he is the intercessor between God and man. Hey, can I say tonight when you try to do a comparison, there's really no comparison. Matter of fact, Hannah said it like this, there is none like my God tonight. Hey, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things we can get happy over tonight, but when you consider who it is and when you compare him tonight, there is no comparison to who he is tonight. I'll just be honest with you. I thank God for my wife. Amen, I love my wife. Matter of fact, we just celebrated 20 years. Man. I'm telling you, that's a blessing. Amen. I mean, a blessing. And uh, I mean, God's been good, better than I ever imagined. I said in a wedding just a few weeks ago, one of our, well, you know, Brother Donathan Lett, one of our preachers got married, and I was supposed to give a charge to him and to Miss Lydia before Brother Jeremy performed the ceremony. And I I, I didn't have it written down. I, I was his pastor, and so I just spoke from my heart. Can I say, Brother Steve, uh, when I stood before that congregation of people, uh, I hope you're hearing me tonight, uh, some 20 years ago, and I said, for better, for worse, I had no idea what that really was. When I said for rich or for poor, I didn't really know what for richer or for poorer was. I knew we was poor then, and I was hoping it wasn't going to get poorer. That's all I knew about it. And when it got down to that point, and I hope you're hearing what I'm saying, you're talking about laying your keys on the altar. I was driving a little four-cylinder Ford Ranger. Man, it, 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 it wouldn't have pulled the dipstick up out of a motor. I'm talking about it was a four-cylinder, five-speed. And man, it didn't have a granny gear enough to spin a tire. I mean, it was weak. My, my bride, she had a 98 Mustang. And we got married in 99. So that thing wasn't but a year old it was a six-speed, and boy, it would turn sideways. And when we said for better, for worse, and we got down to that part, with all my goods, I then down. I thought, man, she's losing this one. But when she looked at me and said, with all my worldly, I was saying, man, I just won the lottery. But Brother Steve, when it got down to the part in sickness and in hell, boy, I didn't know what that really meant. Boy, through the years, boy, God has let us see the richer and the poor, the sickness and in hell. I'm telling you, she promised me that she'd love me and she'd give of herself to me and to none other. I promised her just the same, but can I tell you tonight, compared to any other lady in the world, she's at the top of the ladder tonight, but compared to him, there is no comparison to who he is in his faithfulness, in his mercy, and in his love tonight. I'm saying to Moses, Moses was faithful. Matter of fact, you've got to understand, Moses is the one that the Lord said, Moses, if you'll go out there and erect a tabernacle and meet with me there, I'll meet with you there. Boy, I'm telling you, that's the real deal. 
He said, Mo, all you got to do is go. And I'll meet with you tonight. You know a lot of times why that when we sit in revivals like this or service, you know why we really don't get a hold of it? Because this is the only time we do it. I like what happened. He told Moses to erect that tabernacle outside the camp. He didn't say put it in the basement where the Sunday school rooms are. He didn't say put it in the pastor's study. He didn't say go to the choir loft. He said go outside the camp. What he's saying is if they get hungry enough, they won't just want it at the camp. They'll want it at the tower. Oh, I'm glad that we serve a God tonight. He is, there is no comparison. I believe you, sir, you've got a pastor tonight. I believe if you needed him, just like Brother uh, Pecosh Ron's there at 3.45 in the morning. I believe you called Brother Steve Pope 3.45 in the morning. You needed him as a pastor. I've been around him enough. I believe he'd be there. Hey, I'm telling you, we've been put to the test more than one time. We've shared stories before. I believe if he has even gone away with his family somewhere and you needed him, he'd be there. He'd show up. But can I say something tonight? I love that brother. Man, he is a help and encouragement to me. I'll just be honest. If he's anything of the best in me, when I'm around him, he brings it out. Amen. He just makes me want to do better. Some of y'all look like y'all just got whipped right there. He makes you feel the same way. He just makes me want to do better. He just makes me want to do more. But I'm telling you tonight, compared unto the Lord, there's no comparison to who he is tonight. Oh, I'm glad Moses was a faithful servant. I'm glad I can look at some of you tonight. Thank God you was here a year or two ago when I was here. I saw you in the marriage conference and you're still here. You're faithful, but we're only faithful because he that's within us is faithful. So when it comes to looking at Moses, Moses was faithful, but Christ was more faithful. Can I say this tonight? We see the consideration. We see the comparison. I want you to notice the contrast tonight in verses 3 through 5. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built or builded by some man. But he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were, which were to be spoken. After, I want you to notice the contrast. Uh, Christ is always worthy of more glory. Hey, can I say tonight, I mean, I, honestly, I could say, brother, I, I love Brother Steve Pope. I, I love Calvary Baptist Church, and I'm telling you, man, they got it going on. I mean, they love the Lord. That choir's on fire for the Lord. Hey, they're growing. They got buses. They're running. They got visitors coming. Hey, they're building a new building. I mean, they got it going on. Hey, but can I say tonight that the only reason you got it going on is because you're connected to Christ. Hey, listen, I'm saying tonight, hey, listen, when we look at this, he's always worthy of more glory tonight. If anybody's worthy to be glorified tonight, it is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are nothing outside of him tonight, and we're only what we are by the grace of God tonight. I want you to notice this. The Bible said in verse number three, for this man was counted worthy, more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he hath built the house, hath more honor than the house. I mean, you, you, whenever you notice somebody's handiwork or somebody's craftsmanship, I mean, you, 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 don't, you don't praise the house. 
The house is only what it is because of the builder and the maker. I mean, you don't, you don't look at the house and you say, good job right there. No, you look at the craftsman. Man, how did you do that? What, how did you even think to make it look like that? I mean, it looks like when you look at that work that it speaks how in the world did you do such a great work. Hey, can I say tonight, if you'll notice from the very beginning, the handiwork of our Lord. The Bible said that Adam was created in the very image of God. Many of you know this from the marriage retreats, but in the very image of God, I would say tonight that the very craftsman himself, hey, listen, the most magnificent had put his hand on Adam, but there was one thing missing with Adam. No other, no other maker could do this. No other potter, no other uh, uh, artist could do this. Uh, hey, can I say tonight uh, uh, no, no other sculptor could ever do this. Uh, they could make a masterpiece that you and I could ooh and all over. But Christ breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. I believe we live in a world today that man can tell you what's wrong with you. And man can tell you what you need to do to fix it. Matter of fact, if there's anything you want to know, all you got to do is Google it. You can find out. Matter of fact, if you're wondering if it'll be a good idea, you don't have to test it first. You can find somebody that already has and it ain't a good idea. And you don't have to learn from your own mistakes. They're, they're smart enough to post it and tell you that they did it. Y'all know, know I'm telling the truth. Oh, but can I say tonight, there's only one, hey, that can take our sins away, save our unworthy soul, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hey, listen, move them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us anymore. I'm saying tonight, when you look at it, there is no comparison tonight. He is always worthy of more glory. Not only that, but let's notice this. In verse number six, let's look at the conclusion of what we've been introduced here in these first six verses. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now I want you to notice something tonight. Moses was faithful as a servant. Here's the conclusion. Moses was faithful as a servant. But Christ as a son. Now you've got to understand something. I believe it's safe to say that you and I are serving the Lord as Christians. But we were servants and slaves to sin. We are in the service of God as, as sons and daughters of Christ. What I'm trying to tell you, we've been adopted under the family of God tonight. I don't have time to preach all this, but if you've ever studied out an adoption, this is the truth tonight. If one of these youngins in here was up for adoption, me and my wife took them in and adopted them, Brother Ricky. Believe it or not, those children of mine that my wife gave birth to, they are my flesh and blood, her flesh and blood. Do you realize they could do something along life's way? I'm not saying it'd be right for me or their mother either one, but we could write them off the wheel. Ain't leaving them nothing. 
But that young and it's been adopted in the family once I've adopted that, fa- that child. I've signed those papers and that adoption is complete. There's not a thing that child can do uh, that I could ever write them off. Uh, I could ever write them. Oh, you ought to tell me uh, tonight. Uh, I'm glad that being saved by the grace of God, I have been adopted under the family of God. Uh, my friend, there's a lot of things you and I can do to mess up fellowship, but thank God we'll always have the relationship uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice. Moses was faithful as a servant. Jesus Christ as a son. I want to give you just a few things tonight and I'm done. But in verse number six, I want you to notice something very important. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? That's talking about the believer tonight. Then it said, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end, Now, this is going to sound like a little down moment right here in the message, but I'll try to bring it back to life before I close it out. Can I say tonight that if we're going to have a magnified conference, and this is just my thought God gave me, we're going to have a church revival. Now, I'm all for seeing souls saved, don't you? But I still believe God's word if God's people will get right with God. If God's people will magnify the Lord, God will do the saving. I just believe it that way. Matter of fact, if we know, we can even go back to our Old Testament tonight. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked way, he said, then when I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin. I will heal their land. I want you to notice something tonight. He said, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? I'll just be honest with you. I'm not, I, I'm not interested. I hope you hear what I say. I'm not interested in seeing young people just get excited for a week. I want to see some that will stay in there. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not even interested in seeing some preachers just get fired up for a service. I want to see some that will stay firm to the end. Can I say tonight we didn't get who we are because we serve a God that quits. We got who we are tonight because we serve a Savior that was faithful to the end. I mean, he was faithful to the end, and then even in his death, he was still faithful. He was faithful in his rest. Can I just tell you tonight? He is risen. He's no longer in the grave. He wasn't just faithful in his life. Wasn't just faithful in his death. Thank God he is faithful in his resurrection. Be faithful in his coming. My friend tonight, if we're going to magnify him, if we're going to examine him closer, then that means this. That means somebody's going to look at you closer. Somebody's going to look at me closer. Because if I am to magnify the Lord, then that means somebody ought to be able to zoom in on me and see Him. I heard this saying many years ago. We ought to live for Him in this manner, that people that do not know Him but know us would come to know Him because they know us. I heard a preacher say this in a meeting not too long ago. He said, you know why people won't come to church? He said, they've been. And they see who we are. They've watched our lives. They know what we are here, and then they know what we are there. Think about this, and i got good news for you, and I'll close. Think about this. If you didn't know what you know going on at Calvary Baptist Church, 
somebody knocked on your door and you know what you know about those that claim to know God and live like they live. How hard would it be to get you to come? How hard would it be to get me to go? But wait a minute. We ain't going to kill this thing tonight. He comes searching for me and you. Whenever he revealed himself to you, Thank God all that darkness was removed. All that darkness was wiped away. And we're what we are tonight, not because some man. I'm not in this for that man. I'm not staying in it for that man. Thank God I'm in it because of who he is, what he's done in my life. Hey, listen, I'm glad I can read about Moses and the Lord being faithful to him. I'm glad I can read about Elijah and the Lord being faithful to him. Hey, I'm glad I can read about old Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and in the midst of the fire. The Lord was faithful. But I'm glad I can stop tonight. I don't have any sad stories to tell. Hey, I can tell you in that for better, for worse. He was still better. I can tell you in sickness and in health. He was still health. Hey, listen, I can tell you in richer for poor. Thank God he was richer. Hey, I can tell you in sorrow and sadness. He brought gladness. Hey, I can tell you in doom and in death. Thank God he brings victory. I'm glad when we consider him tonight. There is none greater. There is none greater. Can I, can I share some things with you tonight? I'm glad His faithfulness does not depend upon our faithfulness tonight. He's not faithful because of what I am or what I say or because of who I am or what I do. He is faithful because of what He said and who He is and what He does tonight. If we believe not, Yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. 2 Timothy 2, 13. I've heard many people say it like this. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Honey, you're wrong. God said it and it's settled. Whether we believe it or not. That word's for already, it's already settled in heaven. Boy, aren't you glad to serve a God tonight that is faithful? What I'm trying to tell you tonight is this. He's Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I'm telling you tonight, it's already settled. There is none more faithful than him tonight, amen? You know as well as I do. If you want to be the best at something you can be, then you got to train with the best. I mean, I understand you love, I love playing against losers because you're going to win. But if you want to get better, you've got to play against somebody better. <laughs> Bless your heart. See, y'all, y'all still taking y'all's youngins down there to the ball field where everybody's a winner. That ain't true. Everybody gets a trophy. Hogwash on that. Amen. Let, let them let them lose a time or two and they'll know what it's like to win. Amen. Hey, I'm glad I'm on the winning side tonight. Hey, I lost long enough when I was part of the world. Thank God we're on the winning side tonight. But the Lord is faithful. I like this. Who shall establish you and keep you from him? Hey, preacher, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. Preacher, you just don't understand. It's more than I can handle. That's when you ought to shout the victory tonight. I'm glad when I can't handle it. I'm glad when I can't stand. I'm glad when I can't take another step. Thank God he can tonight. Yeah, man. He was faithful in his birth. Faith in his boyhood. He's faithful in his baptism. He's faithful to his believers. He is faithful in the blood offering. And he is faithful in the body. Resurrection. Christ was faithful as a son, as a servant. 
He is faithful as a sower of a seed. He is faithful as a sacrifice. But thank God tonight, he's still faithful as a shepherd. Amen. He was as faithful as a preacher, a prophet, a priest, a physician, a carpenter, a churchgoer, a taxpayer, a teacher. He was faithful as a friend. He's faithful as a leader. Jesus was faithful by the river Jordan. He was faithful in the wilderness. He is faithful upon the mountain. He is faithful in the garden. He was faithful on the sea. He is faithful in the desert. He is faithful in the valley. He was faithful on the cross. And he was faithful at the tomb. There is none more faithful than the Lord tonight. Christ was faithful to those who were sick, suffering, struggling, faithful even when we're sinners. He was faithful to the helpless and the hopeless. He, he was faithful to the heathen and the hurting. He was faithful to the crippled, the poor, the needy, the wretched, the blind, the broken, the begging, and the bleeding. He is faithful to the filthy, faithful to the fallen, faithful to the forgotten. He was faithful to the misused and the misunderstood, faithful to the abused the young and the old, the good and the bad, the guilty and the innocent, the pretty and the ugly. I just thought I'd throw that in. The great and the small, the depressed, the distressed, the diseased, the dying, the defiled, and the disobedient. Y'all to shout right there. If you go to the doctor, they're going to tell you you're depressed. Either that or you're suffering from anxiety. Well, can I say tonight, when I realize I'm no longer pressed, I get anxiety. I said, Preacher, I don't understand. I'm saying when I realize I'm no longer depressed, I'm not going to hell. I get anxiety. What I'm saying is I get happy. I get nervous. I get excited. I, I really don't know what to do with it all I, or don't know what's going to happen with it all. I, and a lot of times, I, there's something on the inside of me I, starts coming out of me. Amen. It's like the little girl said one time when the preacher was all wired up, kind of like I am tonight. Man, he got wild, kind of like your preacher does a lot of times when he's preaching. And he was running around like a mad dog, you know. And that little girl looked over at Mama and said, Mama, if, I, if he gets loose from that cord, is he going to hurt us? <laughs> that same little girl looked at her mom and said, Mama, I don't understand. That preacher's talking about somebody like Jesus being on the inside of him. Said, Mama, I don't understand. Said, if somebody as big as Jesus was on the inside of us, wouldn't he stick out everywhere? Boy, I'm telling you, if we're going to magnify him tonight, hey, listen, I just got reason to believe tonight. If I put my coat on my little daughter, it'd swallow her whole. But if I put her coat on me, hey, look at here. I'm going to be sticking out everywhere. That coat ain't big enough to cover me. Hey, I'm telling you tonight, whenever you put me into him, you can no longer see me. But my friend, whenever you put him into me, oh, my friend, he ought to be sticking out everywhere. We ought to, we're not anywhere we ought to go tonight. Hey, if I got in the closet, then my clothes ought to know he's in there. If I go down on the job, they ought to know he's in there tonight. If I walk into church, they ought to see him tonight. Amen. I'm glad to know this tonight. He was faithful to love them. He's faithful to preach to them, faithful to care for them, faithful to instruct them, to save them, to provide for them, and to die for them. Christ was faithful though he was misquoted, though he was misunderstood, though he was misrepresented, though he was misused. He was faithful before the foundations of this world, and he'll be faithful when this world is over. He is faithful, or his faithfulness goes beyond our logic. 
It goes beyond our ability. It goes beyond our thinking or even our imagination tonight. There's no way we can even imagine just how faithful he is tonight. Can I say something to really get our attention tonight? You imagine treating your own spouse or even your children like we treat God and they still be faithful. I'm telling you tonight, there is none more faithful than the Lord. Hey, Brother, brother Pope, if I'm going to learn how to be faithful, I want to learn from the best. I believe tonight when I look at him and I notice his faithfulness, tonight, I believe I can say this. He's more faithful than Abraham. He's more faithful than Isaac. He's more faithful than Moses tonight. He's more faithful than Jacob. Hey, listen, I'll just be honest with you tonight. He's more faithful than me. He's more faithful to you. I believe Hannah said it right when she said, there is none like my God tonight. Hey, listen, his faithfulness surpasses our trials. It surpasses our troubles. It goes beyond our tears. It's far ahead of our temptations, and it's beyond our testings tonight. Hey, it goes beyond our faults. It goes beyond our failures. Hey, it goes beyond our fears, and it's greater than my footsteps tonight. Hey, it's beyond my problems. It's beyond my pains. It overcomes my doubts and my disappointments. It's more than my heartaches. Thank God it's above my headaches. And it's beyond my hurts tonight. I'm talking about the faithfulness of the Lord. Christ was faithful in the beginning. He is faithful now. And he'll be faithful in the end. He's faithful. You can also say it like this. Faithful in the past. Faithful in the present. Thank God he'll be faithful in the future. Boy, aren't you glad tonight you don't have to wonder if he's going to show up or not. <laughs> Boy, I hope you can get a hold of this tonight. If we'd have been waiting on anybody, as long as we suppose we've been waiting on the Lord, we'd have given up hope. But my friend, the whole time we think we've been waiting, he's been ahead of, <laughs> he's been ahead of us preparing the path. Matter of fact, tonight, have you ever noticed that when you need to get somewhere, that's when every car in front of you oh, yeah. stops at every red light yeah. or decides that they're going to be a good citizen today and drive 10 mile an hour under the speed limit? But can I say I serve a God that knows what's around the next corner? Yep. Hey, can I say tonight before you get the phone call with the bad news, the God of glory has already got the protection hand of God headed your way before you ever knew you needed it tonight. Oh, I'm saying tonight he's faithful. We can say tonight that there's none like him just as Hannah did. He's been faithful in the past. But can I say tonight, is he still faithful to you tonight? Sure he is. Hey, watch it. No matter how long you've been away from him, if you truly and sincerely repent, he'll receive you back. You hear me tonight? No matter how long it's been since you've gotten that secret place and had a time with the Lord, if you go home tonight and lay it all down, say, God, I'm a coming back. Lord, I desire to be faithful. I'm telling you, he'll beat you there. You hearing me tonight? I'm saying tonight, if it's been a long time since you opened up that word and God in it and read it without the preacher being the one standing there reading it to you, you go home tonight and say, oh God, speak to me through your word. Feed me through your word. I'm glad he's faithful tonight. One of the old men of God said it like this. He's faithful when they turned on the lights. He'll be there when they turn them out. 
Christ is so faithful that God said, He's the very Word of God. He is the life of God. He's the breath of God. He is the image of God. He's the fullness of God. He is the Son of God, the plant of God, the light of God. He is the way of God. He is the fountain to God. He is the fragrance of God. And it'd be safe to say He is God tonight. He's God's faithful arithmetic. I like this. You cannot add to Him, nor can you take away from Him. You cannot multiply Him, nor can you divide Him. There is none greater. My friend, there's many less. But thank God when you're connected to Him. He said we're equal tonight. He said there's a place for you and I to be heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I'm glad He is the arithmetic. Not only that, how about this? He's the alphabet. 26 letters. And our young people can tell you these new words every month. But you'll not find any word that don't use those 26 letters. I'm glad he is the greatest tonight. None faithful is the Lord. He is faithful. Salvation is faithful to keep us. The Spirit is faithful to teach us. The saints are faithful to encourage us. Hey, listen, can I say there'll never be a moment. There'll never be an hour. There'll never be a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade, a century, a millennium that Christ will not be faithful. Hey, can I say there'll never be a second? The clock will never turn. The sun will never rise. The sun will never set. But what the Lord himself will not be faithful. Amen. Because of his faithfulness, we have new life. We have abundant life. We have eternal life. We have access. We have an advocate. Thank God we have assets. We have peace. We have light. We have love. We have liberty. We have fellowship. We have faith. We have family. We have a father. We have a future. Thank God we have shelter. We have strength. We have safety. We have hope. We have help. Thank God there's healing and there's heaven still to come. Thank God there is joy. There is victory, mercy, and truth are high on our tail tonight. And thank God we've been saved by the marvelous grace of God. Amen. Hey, can I say tonight, where else can you go and say that he's still my buckler? He is my sword. He is my shield. He is my high tower tonight. Thank God. He is the horn of my salvation. He is the bright morning star. He is the lily of the valley. Thank God there's none greater and there's none more faithful than the Lord himself. She's coming to the piano tonight. I want to give you this and I'm done. Aren't you so glad that when you look back over your life, sometimes maybe even in the darkest hour, Sometimes maybe even in the deepest trial. Sometimes maybe in the place that you could see no way. Aren't you glad when it didn't look like it was going to pan out? When it didn't look like it was going to work? I mean, when it seemed like it was all coming in. When it seemed like all darkness was about to overcome. Aren't you glad you can look back through your life tonight and say, Hey, you know what? It wasn't the doctors. It wasn't the neighbors. Hey, it wasn't the preacher. It was the Lord that was faithful. Boy, I'm glad we have each other tonight. But can I say without Him, we'd be nothing tonight. Heavenly Fathers, we come before you tonight. God, I sure do love you. I sure do thank you for the privilege to be able to preach tonight. God, I pray you'd help your people tonight. I pray you'd encourage them. 
Father, do tonight that and only you can do. Strengthen our hearts and our souls. I pray in Jesus' name. The preacher's coming tonight. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed tonight. You know, I was thinking tonight while my preacher Brian was preaching, I was just, faces were going through my mind of some folks that needed to just be reminded of the faithfulness of the Lord tonight. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt we've got some folks in this room that are going through the, they're going through the trial of their life. And you know, it's during those times that the devil will come and the devil will say, you know what, God's left you. God's left you. God's hung you out to dry. But I'm so thankful that the preacher came tonight and reminded us time after time after time that we serve a God that is always faithful without fail. Listen, you can trust him tonight. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You know what I think probably tonight, in just a moment, we're going to stand. The pianist is going to play. And I feel like probably there's some folks that need to tiptoe down to this old-fashioned altar tonight and just find a place somewhere and say, Lord, help me to trust you. Lord, uh, thank you for reminding me tonight that you're going to be faithful, that you're not going to leave me, that, God, you've got plans for me. You've got grace that's going to be sufficient. Oh, yes, that you've got grace that's going to be sufficient for me. I want us to stand all over the house tonight. Father, thank you so much for the great message that we've heard. Lord, thank you for that preaching, that line upon line, precept upon precept. Lord, where, where Brother Brian tonight just reminded us over and over again that we serve a God that's always, without fail, faithful. Father, tonight I pray that folks would make their way to an old-fashioned altar. Lord, I pray they'd leave tonight encouraged. I pray they'd leave tonight, uh, Lord, with victory. So, Lord, tonight, work in hearts. Lord, if there may be one here this evening that's never been born again, I pray that you'd help them to come, and I pray they'd get saved tonight. Lord, help us to get some help this evening. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed right now. Listen, why don't you make a move? Just slip out right now. Come on, just slip out and tiptoe down to this old-fashioned altar and do business with the Lord. Would you come with heads bowed, eyes closed? Just come on tonight and find your way here to the altar. Listen, you, you can trust him tonight. You can trust him. We're going to be here if you need prayer tonight. If we can help you, we're here. We're going to make our way to the main floor. If we can pray with you, you come tonight. While we wait, while we wait, you come to see me.